Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Ryan Bedecker. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Yes. And our Michigan man, Kyle Budzanowski. Guys, how we doing? Good. Fantastic. That sounded really depressed already. I know. You might like, sound oh, so depressed. Fantastic. I'm trying, yeah, I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure out my fantasy lineup. Yeah. Giants defense, anyone? Anyone? No. no. Uh, <laughs> guys, we have so much to go over today. We've got the Lions-Packers debacle from Monday night. We've got the World Series matchup is officially set. We're going to get ahead of that. We're going to talk Michigan-Penn State and Kyle's demise. We're going to talk the new California state law that's going to allow college athletes to finally get paid for their endorsements. Hopefully that means maybe NCAA comes back. Who knows? You know, you never know. You never know. And we're going to talk NFL trade deadline. A whole bunch of good stuff coming at Let's just jump right into it. The Lions, Packers, Lions lose 23-22 to the Packers on Monday Night Football. A lot of people have had their say. A lot of people have gone out and said the Lions had their chances. Lions this, Lions that, whatever. But at the same time, there's also about four or five calls that people are also talking about. The officiating I don't think has ever been worse in the league as a whole starting of this season. Uh, we saw it earlier in the year. We've seen it now. A lot of team, a lot of guys, I know Baker was complaining this week. I know Clean Matthews had chimed in. They both yeah. got fined. Um, a lot Tracy of, got fined. Yeah, Tracy got fined as well, um, You know, which doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the media whatsoever because it's like now I have no incentive to talk if you're going to find me yeah. for thing and I, everything I say. But before I go off on a flipping rant, um, Mike, I what, I'm going to be on the other side of Robin this th- one. So. Thoughts on the game? I figured you would be. That's why I want to wait. So go ahead. <laughs> um, I do see, and I will start by saying, um, I think the calls are egregious. Yes. I do. I 100% agree. Yep. Um, there's a lot wrong with it. I will give, yeah. and I will give slight to um, Bakhtiari, the left tackle that got... Bakhtiari, yeah. Yeah, Bakhtiari, who yeah. got called for because he went to the officials yep. on a play that actually happened and yeah. it wasn't called right. and went, yo, he's doing this over and over again. Right. And so I can almost see why it happened, mm-hmm. but not twice in critical moments. Right. I don't like... Mm-hmm. I'm not defending the rest. I just say that's right. po- probably why it happened. Um, right. But I look at it, I go... Um... It's, it's like Let me preface like, by saying this: I'm not. I'm less mad about the outcome of the game. My take is a little bit different from just because the Lions oh, lost. See, so just I'm prefacing, yeah, yeah, yeah. prefacing my argument just so you're aware. Well, it's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if it's an argument. Really. Yeah. I, I will say because I'm always in the agreement of, and I when the Rams and right. Saints game happened, mm-hmm. and I go, you still have time to win the game. Right. No that's, doubt. That's always no doubt. my thing is if you have if you get possessions and you have time to win the game, yep, you, you can't complain about the officiating. Yes. I will say. I, I'm okay with every call, but the very last one, mm-hmm. because you didn't have an opportunity to get the ball back, yeah. that one's a big killer for me. Right, because it forces the Packers to kick a field goal yes. and with a minute left on the clock. Exactly. Right. So that's the one. I can say the defensive pass interference should have been called, but you still had one more play or you could yeah. have continued mm-hmm. the drive. The mm-hmm. first one resulted in a touchdown, but right. you got the ball back, so you should have went right. down the field and scored. But I will say that if you stop that, I, I was I, even I, more I, pissed about the hands up because you kick a field goal and then they get the ball back, then you don't know, right? So Yeah, go but ahead. I'm just yeah. saying, right. like, no, I get, and you could have made yep. a defensive stop there, too. You right, I know, and I know. So even I'm though it wasn't a touchdown, there's, Yeah, there's just like so many opportunities there where you can either mm-hmm. stop them or you can I get go down the field and yep, score. For sure. I think the last one is a killer for me mm-hmm. just because of that because I've always been – 
all the other ones that people are putting these highlight reels together yeah. and all the Lions losses, the one that sticks out is the Falcons one. Yeah. I think that's the biggest screw job where you yeah. just kind of take 10 seconds off the clock down at the inch line, yeah. and you have no time to come back. Yeah. You have nothing you can do. Right. Every other one, you still have the ball. You still can do stuff with it. Right. So the officiating was bad. I do think the Lions had chances to win. I think there were a lot of stuff early that they – could have capitalized on right. um, having twelve guys on the defense when they're kicking a field goal, which results in a touchdown afterwards, right. is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, going into the the muffing a punt their own twenty yard line and then just kicking a field goal out of it when you right. should have scored mm-hmm. is something you can look at. They would have just scored one touchdown out of those five field goals. Right, you're talking about a completely different game. Right, um, but I would say the last call for me is the mm-hmm. one that hurts the most. But uh, I think it's a very winnable game that you kind of just right. like slipped out a little bit. All right, here's the deal. All right, so here's here's my take on it. Right, I am not. I, I agree with you in the fact that they should have scored more points. Right, yes. but I don't think a team should be penalized because they kick a field goal. Right, <laughs> I don't. I don't like that to me. That argument to me. I'm just. I'm just taking right. What and we've heard this, you know, from other mainstream media. Right, I know 97.1 gave them the gave them the business about it. But here's here's the situation. Right. When, when officiating takes the game out of your hands at that point in time, that's the problem I have. Mm-hmm. Even if the Lions come away with that win, right? Say Crosby shanks the field goal, we still come away with a win, right? The problem is not whether we won or lost the game. I know for some people that is. That's not the way I'm looking at this. The way I'm looking at this is the fact that, once again, we're not talking about the game. We're not talking about how the Lions defense couldn't get a stop. We're not talking about the fact they didn't score. We're talking about the fact that, once again... <laughs> We have numerous calls that are completely and utterly wrong. Completely missed. Yes. I I mean, you can go to the hands in the face the first time. You can go to the hands in the face the second time. You can go to the pass interference on Marvin Jones. You uh, You can go to 13 men on the field for the Packers. On a drive after we get called for twelve men on the field, mm-hmm. there there's so many things that you can go to, right? And, and that and obviously these are just the highlighted ones, but yeah. and I get it. There's a penalty in every play, but it seems to be where once again officiating is taking over these football games and are ruining the NFL product. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I'm most pissed off about. It's not. I get it. Lions have lost the Packers for years. All right. That's not. That's not my concern. My concern is the fact that now we have this argument saying, "Well, the Lions didn't play good enough to win." I beg to differ. I think they did play good enough to win. You cannot punish a team just because they kick a field goal. Because if the, if those calls don't get called or they go the other way, they win the football game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know, and I get what you're saying. They had chances to put it in the end zone. Totally agree with you on that. And I'm not going to say they played a perfect game. The 12 men on the field, obviously terrible, right? I think Bonamango should be fired. It should have been fired three weeks ago. Point, you know what I mean? There are things that they could have corrected. Absolutely. But to come on the air, and this is this is a direct shot at anybody, you know, Valeni, any of those any of those schmucks, who all they do is they try to badmouth the teams because they get clicks and they get views based off badmouthing the team. I'm not about that. I'm going to judge the team fairly. I've been very critical of Michigan this entire year, even though I'm a fan of Michigan. But the fact that games are now being won and lost based off of calls from the referee and outside of the realm of just making a play... That is the problem I have, and we're continuously seeing it, and it's really hard for me at this point to not say at some point there is a bias or that there is some sort of skewed metric towards premier elite players. Because we're seeing it, we've seen it against Dallas, we've seen it against Green Bay, we see it with Brady, and we're all Brady fans here on this team, right? So... 
the fact that you see these things, you see shots to the head, you see all these things happen, and if you are not on a premier cornerstone franchise, you are not the guy, you are not a Super Bowl winning player, right? It seems to be, where. why is it always that the team that's always like, why is it always Cleveland? Why is it always Detroit? Why is it always, you know what I mean? Why is it these teams that never can seem to get over the hump? Why is it these teams that are affected the most out of it rather than, you know what I mean? Like rather than the Packers, rather than New England, rather than New York, rather than name name a premier franchise that everybody gets behind. You know what I mean? I'm just so tired of having these games be decided based off of poor officiating, based off the fact that, well, shoot, I mean, they're going to, you know, it is the Packers, so you know everyone's it's just fine because we're going to screw over Cleveland or we're going to screw over whoever. You know what I mean? That's the part for me where you take away from a good football game and now you completely put it in controversy. So now you've completely flipped it, and now this week when the Lions play Minnesota, they lose to Minnesota, it's almost guaranteed they're not making playoffs. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm just really tired of, the, of officiating taking games out of – taking the result and putting it in their hands rather than letting the teams make the decision on their own. No, I agree with that. But I would also say that if you ask, like, Packers fans, I think they have their fair share of bad calls going against them, too. Where? You had Clay Matthews calls two games last year because right. of roughing the pass. No, and, and that's that fine. And that's, and that's fine. You had the catch right. by Golden Tate against Seattle a couple of years ago that one ref was like, touchdown, the other one was no. They talked, they're like, we'll give it to Seattle. Like... Dallas right. had the Des Bryant catch in a playoff game where it was easily a catch and it's overturned. I think there are you can ask almost any. I think actually one thing I will say I don't think the Patriots have as many as other mm-hmm. teams. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one exception mm-hmm. to this rule. I would say, mm-hmm. but I think every other franchise you can look around and you can point out certain scenarios that it does. Affect I, them I, I I just think that I just think that I'm tired of seeing games be taken away based off of I a agree. call. That's yeah. that's my that's my fundamental focus. I'm tired of seeing. Aaron Rodgers looking at the ref every time there's an incomplete pass. I'm tired of seeing Brady every time he gets touched, there's a flag thrown. I'm I'm tired of seeing, you know what I mean? Like even like guys like Drew Brees don't get benefits of these calls, which astounds me. You know what I mean? I'm just really tired of seeing officiating continuously completely transform a game based off of three or four calls that are completely and utterly wrong. Yeah. Completely wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> And like the pass interference call, everyone claims that well, Patricia should challenge pass interference. There's been four overturned pass that interference calls. That wouldn't have been calls. overturned. I right. I can't say it would have been. Right. Exactly. I, I honestly, and he rates him across. To me, I went. There's not enough to be a pass interference. I well, because to me, the the definition of pass interference is it hinders the ability for the receiver to yeah. get the ball. That's what that's what yeah. that is. But when when I watched it, I was like, I don't even know if like, right. And that's did it right. Like, he like had yeah. to just that's, and, that's why why and that's fine. And that's fine. But what, it's it, it's like the carry on touchdown run. One one referee is singling Packer ball, yeah. and the other referee is singling touchdown. That can't happen. See, at that point, I went. This game is going to be screwed up. By exactly. Exactly. Leave. That's what. That's what I'm saying. Because as a, as we're all Lions fans, I was yeah. like, that's not a touchdown. There's no way he got in. Oh, I saw a touchdown. There was a, thought, there was a yeah. side view that the ball never crossed the plane. I, I like the sky cam where you could the, see the he sky got in cam. Over. It was right. funny because the sky cam shows he gets over, yeah. and then the side view he's like backing in, yeah. and the ball never crosses. And I'm like. I don't think he got it. I think right. if the call wasn't a touchdown, I don't think he gets it. I don't think. Or no, did they overturn it? Because I don't. Think no, they, they called it a touchdown. They called they it a called touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, yeah and then they then reviewed they it because it's reviewed. Right. Yeah. But like, I was like, if they call it not a touchdown, I don't think they overturn it because I don't think there's enough. There. Right. But anyway. Right. Yeah, but but like, my point being, right, is that how as 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 a crew, right, as a refereeing crew, 
Yeah. Right. That that's the problem I have is that you 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 see it in that kind of stuff too, where you go, what what is happening yeah. right now? You know what I mean? And then on national television too, I think is I think is something that's kind of underrated with this. When I when people go, it, it's it's so transparent. And it's so blatant in a lot of regard, right? I just feel like a this passenger interference rule disaster. That's number one. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be gone. And two, you're almost getting to a point with this poor officiating that you're almost gonna have to put a rule in where coaches can challenge anything. Yeah. I think you're going to get, to, and that's gonna slow the game down. It's gonna make the game way worse. And I don't think. I think you're gonna get to a point where nothing is called. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you're going to see another Rams-Saints incident, maybe not as egregious where a guy just kills him, yeah. but you know what I mean? Where you're going to hinder the game just based off of the fact that you don't want to affect the game, so you're yeah. going to no longer call well, I think, anything. I think it, it's funny that it was put like that because I think they were nervous about not calling enough, so yeah. they called too much. Right, and that's you what I'm saying. I mean? It's almost adversely affected. Yeah, right. Like they were like, they were like, I, man, like we're God, working all these, no, like everyone's getting mad at right. all these no calls that are having. So right. like, all right, we're gonna just call everything. Right. And now you're calling everything, and people are getting mad. So now I think it's almost like refs are like, what do you want from us? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want us not to call it or to call it? Right. And like, and that's why, and that's what I'm saying. Like with like a hands to the face, right? Because it can't be reviewed, and, yeah. and you know what I mean. Like that costs the Lions theoretically, right? If if they get those stops, the defense does their job. They got two stops. That's Six points instead of fourteen points. Yeah, you know what I mean. So those games, are, th- that affects things. You yeah. know what I mean. I I'm just really t- like it, here's the thing. The Packers go out, they beat the Lions, whatever, right? I'm pissed about it because they lost the game. But I'm not going to be pissed because I think okay, you played well enough to win the game, mm-hmm. and yet you've got these massive swings based off of calls that when you look back at it, you go, oh my gosh, how do you mi-? like? You know what I mean. Yeah. Those are the things that frustrates me, Kyle. I'm going to ask you the same question. I mean, what? where's your take? Where are you sitting at? Where's your line at? Because I'm at the point now where it's hard for me to even watch NFL football because it's like, how is this going to be messed up at this point? Like, if the, if the Lions win, beat the Vikings today, right, and there's any sort of, like, controversy at all, people are going to go, well, they got to make up for it because the Lions got screwed on Monday night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's immediately going to be the story. Now, the Lions could win 28 to nothing, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you that would still be the narrative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... Where does it? Where is the line for you? Is it? Is it? You're just gonna? You're just gonna watch because it's the NFL. It's this juggernaut of a thing, you know, which is what I'm gonna wind up doing. But mm-hmm. the point being is the frustration and the lack of of good product being put on the field now. It is severely hampering my enjoyment for watching NFL football, just as a whole. Not just as a Lions fan. I'm already in pain for that. But you know, that's whatever. That's a self-inflicted abuse. I'm not going to take the poor officiating now affecting big games. Because, well, just because, and it's fine. We're not a major market, so who gives a crap? Yeah, well, so, I mean, I, everyone's going to watch for yeah. NFL because it's the NFL. Right. But I'm going to watch as, the XFL. As, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> just watch the XFL. I mean, you could. I don't Landry know. Jones? Huh? Connor <laughs> Cook? He's not even starting. I know. Okay, never mind. But at least with the the Lions and the Packers, the thing is, obviously, you have the the poor officiating, the fishing that I think will eventually get better over time. I think something just takes its course, and I think once we'll have people complaining, it'll go from the players to to GMs, coaches, blah blah blah. I think that'll fix itself. My problem is if you're if you're a team like the Lions and you're playing the Packers, I feel like regardless of the calls you get, I feel like you should not put yourself in a position. That a call will affect the game. 
Yeah. If you're, yeah. if you're like, okay, if the hands of faith, but you but, should, you but should be are you? 30. No, but my guess, my point to that is right, is that they did put themselves in position to win. Mm-hmm. If those calls aren't made, it is a eight point swing, mm-hmm. immediately, right there, yeah. like like the like whatever, right? They they score right after that. I understand that the twelve man on the field, I get. Should they punch the ball in more? Absolutely, red zone offense, yeah. huge issue. I think I think they're probably. I think they should have just went for it more. Like, oh I yeah, think, absolutely. Because you play the. It's not like you're playing like the Giants. No, where I get you're it. Like, I, I get think it. Kick three field goals and probably win it. Yeah. Like when you know you're playing the Packers. No doubt. I'd rather take the 50-50 of getting seven than but, almost hundred. But the way, three. but the way the play, the way the rest of that game goes, they still won. They still had the game. Yeah. Right with yeah. everything else, they stopped the Packers enough, including those two drives. Defense did their job, and yet. They forced some turnovers at everything they were supposed to do, and yet they come away with a loss because of that. You know what I mean? That's that's my frustration with it. You know what I mean? It's once it's when you can point to plays and you go, well, there it is, right there, and there it is, right there. You know what I mean? It's like, and it would be, and honestly, I would. I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie, right? If the, if the Lions won, I don't know if this would be as big of an issue for me. I, I'm man enough to admit that. But once again, if you are any fan base. Right, I think that you should be clearly upset with the fact that games are being decided without you doing anything. Yeah, that's the pro- that is my primary objective here. Lions win, lose, whatever, it's fine. They haven't won anything in fifty years. But when when it's when something is so clearly taking out of it's taking the game out of the Lions' hands, out of the Packers' hands, right? With the Clay Matthews call, it's a pra- it's a great example. And you're just saying, well, he touched the quarterback. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. And it needs to be changed. I don't know what they need to do. I don't know if maybe they need to hire full-time refs. I don't know if they need to give them a raise. I don't know what the deal is. All I know is that this is ridiculous. And it's really starting to piss me off because I'm like, like you know, I'm, and you're right. Everybody's got a gripe, you know, at some point yeah. or another. But, like, it costs the Saints a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, straight up. You know, I mean, I got the ball. They got the ball back. I get it. But, like, if that call is made, the game's over. It's that simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, oh, Lord. It's like a therapy session for me. I just it just it just frustrates me. And and then I get to hear all week on Detroit media how well the Lions are just garbage and everything else like that. They don't and it's just it's the easy narrative well, see, to take. See, I've heard only inverse. I've heard still we don't know what this team is because from Detroit no, from Detroit media only. No, just from Detroit yeah. media. Yeah, only Detroit yeah. media. Oh god. I just I, think they just take pleasure and think oh there's I think you, I think you were watching listening to the Raw 97 one and maybe it's just Villani, but everyone oh, else on it was mad about the officiating. Well, I only like, listened to Villani because Villani is the only one who tries to claim that he gives and offers a fair opinion of oh, both yeah, sides yeah, and they don't do that. It's yeah. it's a completely negative thing and and if he hears this he won't and I'm fine with that, but I'm just really tired of it being well, the Lions should have just done more because they should have done more. But if you watch the game, they were in control. Mm-hmm. And then it, the control gets ripped out of your hands by something that you did not do. Then it's not like it's c- close. Right? Like he like he touches the helmet, then he comes back. It's not like the face mask from a couple years ago. Yeah. Right? It's he doesn't do it. There's no penalty inflicted there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's my primary focus. So it's just... It's very frustrating. I'm very interested to see this week's games. Honestly, um, I didn't get to watch Thursday night game. Did you watch Thursday night's game at all? A little bit. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch any. I didn't get to see if there was any. There were. If there was any more hesitance. Yeah, there's. Yeah, there's so far ahead. That's kind of right. It was more about the Mahomes injury than anything else. But all right, I'm gonna get off my soapbox now. Let's talk the NFL trade deadline now. Um, Jalen. Right. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, officially a Ram. Marcus Peters was a Ram. Now he's Baltimore Raven. 
Um, Vic Beasley Jr. looks like he is on the trade block still. I don't know if that's going to be a thing. But the biggest one, obviously, is Ramsey. We talked about this on the show. If they should, or you know, if the Lions should kind of be in that play. Uh, Kenyon Drake looks to be on the trade block. Um, obviously, that's you know, the Lions are apparently one of the teams that have called about him. I don't know how you guys feel about that one necessarily, but you know, we need another running back. Yeah, I know, right? We've only signed all of them and released them all within the span of about three months. But um, thoughts, Kyle, on the Jalen Ramsey trade going to the Rams, knowing he can only be there theoretically for just a year for two first round picks, nonetheless, to the Jacksonville Jaguars and a fourth. I I mean I think it's it's a gamble. It's yeah. it could really it could go really well either way theoretically. I think I think that it's good that he just got out of there. I think it's good that out of there. Because, immediately no. Because he was he he lied about an injury at Jacksonville. He didn't want to play there. Yeah, he was no, tired, yeah, yeah, his no, back are. was hurting cuz yeah. he was carrying the team yeah. on his back, right? <laughs> and I think and I think if he plays for a team that he oh, wants Lord. to play for, that he actually would care to play for, right. then I think it would be fantastic for for the Rams, the problem yeah. is that their offense is looking on hard garbage right now. Remember the remember like two years ago, Jalen Ramsey just calls out every quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. He's like, "We're the best yeah. defense ever. We're going to the Super Bowl next year." Blake Bortles is good, yeah. and then Blake Bortles is a backup in in the Rams for the Rams. Now he's out of Jacksonville. Jacksonville's terrible, <laughs> and it's Dick Foles isn't even on. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so everything cool. a disaster. I think it's I think it's hilarious how. Immediately, people go, "Wow, that really did not age well." That entire article just calling out everybody. Mike, same question to you. Thoughts on the Ramsey trade? And do you think anybody else gets moved before the deadline? Um, I would say for the Rams, I think it was actually a very bad trade. They'll be now just like, to preface this: five years in a row, if they don't trade back in the first round without a first round pick. That's what I mean. Five years. And they, went, uh, they went a previous six years without a first yeah. round pick. Five years. That means they're going to go a total of eleven years. Or but besides the golf pick, right? You're going to have a ten year span. Of no first round picks. Well, Gurley was a first round pick. Was he? Mm-hmm. How long ago? The year before that. The year before golf. Was he? Mm-hmm. I, I saw an article two, that yeah. was like five years in a row without a first round pick, and now you have like five more. Maybe they missed because Jeff Fisher's a retard. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be shocked by that. Um, oh God, we, I love Jeff Fisher. Wait, yeah, come on. Okay. Sweet, anyway, sweet stash. Um, I, I think if I was the Rams, I wouldn't have done it only because oh, you don't geez. have the first round picks. Yeah, so, like you just gave up five. You mortgage your future, twenty twenty yeah. and twenty twenty one. Both so now, gone. I, and they're in the oh, we're gonna in the win now mode, and then next year they're gonna have like four wins because everyone's gonna have to leave because mm-hmm. they don't have the money to pay all these guys because right. they just paid golf eight hundred million dollars yep. to go play quarterback for them. Yeah. Um. So I think for them it was a very bad move. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's two first round picks is a bad move. For anybody, yeah, um, I would. No kidding. Like I would, I think I would consider. I'm trading two first round picks for Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Not even now, I wouldn't because they're. Oh, I would. Like if, if, for, oh yeah, no, I would definitely. If if I was, if I thought I was a, a one player, like if I was oh, no. Minnesota a couple years ago, four cousins, and yeah. you could have traded for Brady or something. Oh yeah, no, then, no, then you're trading. For, you know, yeah, that's, that's in that scenario. But that's right. A very specific, specific scenario. scenario. Yeah. I'll find the one that fit the narrative. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, besides, besides those like very small right. scenarios that right. could happen, uh, there's not it's a player. A there's lot. not a player out there that I would be like, oh, two first round picks for that guy mm-hmm. because now you're kind of done for the next yeah. two years. Thoughts on so. Jacksonville's ret- on Jacksonville though? Do you, do you like oh, where they're heading? Because I think they kind of high. Yeah. yeah, Jacksonville's like, oh, so cool. We got two Minshew. extra first round picks, and they're they're like good. They're like not good. 
they're okay enough yeah. to like stay relevant, mm-hmm. and their division's not great either. They yeah. have Houston and well, they could do a quick turnaround. But they could do a quick turnaround with two or three first round picks next year yeah. to get some guys in there. Yeah, to really, two like, and two in the next two years, yeah. you really could. And make, with make Nick Foles, win. they're they're going to be in a Forty uh, ers situation where they don't really have a quarterback. They don't have well, Gardner Minshew's whatever. They don't have like the, mm-hmm. all the pieces, but they get two or three more first round picks. They get all their team ready. Foles right. comes address back next the year. biggest need and go. Oh, I can do this and this. I have a luxury and I have exactly. Where I need to hit the need, right? Yeah, and Absolutely. then you can get like say your receiver and your X right. factor lineman right. or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you can really build up yeah. and go next year and the year after. So Absolutely, I think they're in a great position, no doubt. Um, oh yeah, and the Rams are kind of in a very rough, especially because they're in a rough division too. Yeah, I mean the Niners are playing well. Seattle, I mean Russell Wilson's the MVP. I'm sorry, 17 touchdowns. I mean, good lord, he's phenomenal. I mean, my goodness. I mean, I was I'm not always been the biggest Russell Wilson guy, but past like three years, putting the team on the back. Literally. But, um, yeah, but you're right, though, right? The Rams, I mean, y- you don't look good. Golf looks terrible. Yeah. Gurley does not look 100%. Brandon still. Cooks, we were trying to get a fighting for him right now because no one knows where he's at. Right, exactly, right. And so you and you, and this defense is just meh. Akeem yeah. Tlaib's out, right? I get, I get it. Marcus Peters is gone. Send him to Baltimore. That's a smart trade, I think, for Baltimore's. Guy. I think that's a great move by Baltimore. Honestly, <laughs> you give him a, you give him whatever, and you give him a linebacker. Sounds good because yeah. they paid him though. That's that's the yeah. reason why they don't get a lot for him. But now, if you're the Rams. And you don't win it now, which you're not going to. Spoiler alert, it's not happening. Yeah. And you don't re-sign Rams. You just mortgage your future where you have a running back who's got a bad knee, you got a quarterback who can't throw anymore, and you've got an okay defense and no future. Yeah. No future. You know what I mean? Like that's a scary, scary proposition to sell ownership to be like, hey, by the way, we're going to this new stadium opening, and we're going to be hot garbage after this next little run here. You know what I mean? But we still got Jared Goff, so yay! Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Anybody you want to see? Um, I know the Lions have been yeah. in on the Kenyon Drake thing. I know some people, not necessarily people of any sort of credentials, but people said that maybe they should get on the Vic Beasley sweepstakes if he's available because he's got a big cap hit. Um, anybody, maybe Patrick Peterson. You know, I think I've heard rumblings that AJ Green, the Bengals say that trade in AJ Green, but oh god, no. oh god, man, I've heard the Packers are in on that. If the Packers got AJ Green, freaking kill me, dude. Uh, he he only played three games. I know, Those but he'll play. He'll play. Against, he'll play against us. And <laughs> go off. But anybody at all that you're hearing that you'd like to see, or maybe there's a position that you think the Lions should maybe try to swing a snacks trade kind of again, where they go uh, like a low key that's kind of played some dividends. Uh, no, I'm trying to think. This team's maybe perfect. The, maybe, well, they're not perfect, <laughs> but they don't really have. A, I guess you could get a pass rusher. But I don't think their D line. Their D line. See, their D line doesn't play. They're oh, missing. we're going to get to the quarterback. God, they're missing they just, hands so bad. Too. Yeah, they they're just really kind of contain and hand. kill you. That's mm-hmm. what they do to every team now. Yeah. Um, well, their pass coverage has been phenomenal, and their pass coverage Good is Lord. phenomenal. They yeah. have. Um, some of the better DBs Justin right Justin now. Coleman is playing yeah. out of Coleman's, his Coleman mind. is a man. Right. Like, Slay's playing, playing Lo- well. Slay's playing Slay, right? And, uh, you can tell and, he's a little hampered right now. Yeah, and Melvin is a very underrated. I think he's underrated CD for what too. he's been doing. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, right? I know he got beat on the long throw on Monday night, but outside of that, I think Melvin really has played yeah. pretty darn well um, this so far on it, considering he's on a one-year deal. You know what I mean? But yeah. as, that, I'm with you. I think maybe I think the only reason why the Lions are maybe in on this Kenyon Drake thing is because he's kind of a I think he's kind of doing what McKissick is, but I think he's a better version of that. Maybe. And I think they're looking for somebody who can be the theoretic role yeah. to kind of jumpstart this run game a little bit. You know what I mean? Where Carryon hasn't, you know, I don't think Carryon's been at his best yet. We're hoping to see that kind of on the upswing, but 
I don't. I don't know if there's a guy. I've always been. I always been so high on the Patrick Peterson thing. I think if they traded, I mean, if they got him, if they got Pat Pete for a fourth, I'd be thrilled. Oh my god, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just. I'm. I'm assuming that he's gonna go for like a second or something. If he gets traded, he may not get traded at all. But I've always been on that train just because I think wow, Slay Patrick Peterson at the end of his run, he's still pretty effective. I think he could easily kind of make a really good run with Coleman in the slot. I think that would be that'd be some that'd be some good stuff. All right, after the break, we are gonna talk, my buddy. My friend, my confidant, mm-hmm. Mr. Michigan man himself, Kyle Buds now. His favorite topic, the University of Michigan against Penn State. Their 28-21 loss. We're going to get all the analysis from that. We're going to talk some California State law and why maybe we might see one of our favorite video games finally be brought back because of it. And we're going to talk World Series action. All that after the break. Stick around. Hey guys, it's the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika, sitting here with my buddy, the Merc Zone, and the Michigan man himself, Kyle Bodzanowski. And don't be depressed like us after a Sunday, or maybe a Saturday night like Kyle is this weekend. Make sure you go to the I'mAlwaysRightPC.com website, and make sure you follow all the happenings going on with the, with the show. You can see, you can witness Kyle cry live on YouTube every Wednesday when Michigan blows another big game. You can talk, you can look at me, and you can say, wow, man, Rob is such a homer for them Lions. No matter what they do, they always manage to break his heart. Or maybe talk to the Merc Zone and figure out why in the world he's so good at Madden and yet he's not a professional yet. What's the deal, Mike? I'll never know. All that great stuff and more every single week on the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, live every single Monday, 7 a.m. on all your favorite streaming services. Now here's part two of this week's episode. And welcome back to part two of episode, what are we at, like 47, I think, right now, something like that? Something crazy, I don't know. I say it every time. I know. I always forget, and I always get excited every time, because we're almost at the one-year anniversary. Yeah. You know? You should make a cake. Do you think I can make a cake? You should make a cake. We should M make a cake, because she's she's been on the show forever. She should make a cake. Yeah, she should come on, and we should sing, like, a song. We should sing, I'm always right. No, we should have her make a cake, and then have her blow out the candles, and then we dunk her head in it like that. She ain't going to see this, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get more views that way, probably. There you go, right? Yeah. Do it to your dad, maybe. That'd be funny. His head's really shiny, so we're like... All right, let's jump right into the Michigan stuff. Uh, Michigan loses another Big Ten opponent. Uh, another top ten loss. Shocker, I know. Uh, 28-21. They tried to make it a game a little bit. Shea Patterson was like, ha never mind. I'm not going to make it a game. Um, Kyle, I'm going to start with you. You're our resident Michigan man. Talk to me, man. What the hell happened? What's going on? Uh, I'm, I'm not that mad about the game. Not at all. Now, I... now, let me ask this then before you even go on. Are you not mad because... You knew they were going to lose, and your expectations, like mine, have already been dashed. Or are are you somehow trying to do what I do with the Lions and see the silver lining out of all of them? <laughs> 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 At least I'm man enough to admit it, right? Yeah, At least are. I can admit it. <laughs> I mean, I came in. I guess I had a mix with that. I came yeah. in expecting nothing because when at least in the Harbaugh air when they played a team that they weren't supposed to beat they don't they, they get <laughs> destroyed they get, no the thing, they they get like destroyed in like the first quarter and then just give up and then you'd see their defense chasing people around for three quarters yeah. and Shea Patterson throwing wildly for three quarters and that only happened for two quarters oh but, hey all right like, but <laughs> five the, years in we've already we've played two good quarters two good quarters <laughs> and but after halftime. Yeah. I saw I saw the Michigan offense actually do something yeah. that I've never seen before, and that's move the ball. They move the ball efficiently. Steve Patterson actually looked confident. Oh, are you gonna say move the ball against a good team? Yeah, so that, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, right. I mean, well, we are, they're five and two. Bad. I mean, yeah. it's not like they're zero and seven. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that would be funny. Oh my gosh, I can't like, imagine. But. Shea Patterson, and I get it. Me. I get it. Ronnie Bell dropped it in the end zone when they could have tied it, but he also did 
get what a fifty yard screen pass. Yeah. That the yeah. drive before for Doesn't a touchdown. <laughs> you gotta make plays, man. You gotta make so, plays. I mean, he did drive it, but yeah. And I mean, and uh, same thing with their defense. Like they they did give up the big plays, but I mean, I'll say that fifty six yard run when they tied it up. I was like, geez, guys, you guys are killing no, me. No, I watched there. the highlight reel. And it was oh. just like three big plays. Yeah, yeah I mean, it really was. That's the sad part. And I get the the idea of down Brown is yeah, we're gonna like blitz you, and then we're gonna like make Play sure you, coverage. you can't like you yeah. won't be able to throw it by the time we get there. Mm-hmm. But like if you had if you're playing like but soft coverage on there. KJ Hamler and then you're just gonna basically watch him run by and yeah. hope that your lineman will get mm-hmm. to him like it's good, like he he got hurried a couple times yeah he got sacked a couple times yeah but I mean you're gonna have to put up 35 if you're gonna want right. to win if that's gonna be your yeah. mindset right they only gave up 80 yards in the second half and right they, and Michigan had what 400 yards total but like right. I right. mean, they, they, they did a lot more than I thought they would. Well, and, and if you and to your point, if you look at just statistically, you'd say, oh, Michigan won the game. If you don't look at the score, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be like, oh, Michigan won the game. And then you look at it and you go, oh, no, they lost by a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think this is the one difference this year compared to previous years of the Harbaugh era as far as defensively. They didn't give up the big play before. Mm-hmm. Michigan's defense, really, the last couple of years, to their credit, doesn't give up the big play very often. I'm Ohio State notwithstanding for a second. Everybody else, they really do force. If you're going to score, you really got to chunk away at it. You really got to go second and four, you know what I mean, and really yeah. chunk away at it. Where this game, for whatever reason, they just could not stop themselves, right, from giving up the big play. Mike, same question to you. How you feeling after this loss? I know I, I've already kind of written them off. I didn't think they were going to win this game. Um so I mean, what what's your thought? And then I want to ask you something real quick too after the fact too. Okay. That's what I ask. That's what I love to hear. Going to ask you something we didn't talk about before. Um, well, we started off. Um, yeah. I, w- I went into it going, we probably won't win this game. Yeah. Um, I had a little bit of hope because the spread was only seven and a half. It, w- it wasn't right. anything crazy. Right. And I don't think Penn State has been overly impressive. This year. I don't yeah. think they've done anything where I go, wow, Penn State is a juggernaut of a team. Yeah. So I, I went in. I was like, I think we have a chance. And then I was actually working during the game, so yeah. I watched the entire thing. And then uh, a colleague of mine went, ah, it's 21-0. And I went, so that's probably what I expected. <laughs> but then when you're looking at it, that second half yeah. was... Shea Patterson's coming out party because he actually played very well in that second half, mm-hmm. moving the ball up and down the field I got pretty two well. Questions. I have two questions. Now. I want to ask you. <laughs> and um, the run game looked efficient, and yep. they just still run the ball on third and one right up the mm-hmm. middle where mm-hmm. the beef of their line is, and how that's where Penn State's really good is their D line. They just right. run it right at them every time. Right. Um, but besides that, I think they did really well, and they're a touchdown drop away from tying the game and saying overtime. You never know what happens in overtime. Right. Um, right. I will say. The one decision they missed a, like a fifty-eight yard field goal. They put the wrong kicker in. Yeah, they no put like kidding. their wrong kicker. In. I know. Like they're, oh, I, is Nordine like the more accurate one, and Moody's the big kicker. Well, or no, what I thought Moody, Nordine, I thought was the more accurate. I thought you're, you know. I, I went to my knowledge. I thought Nordine was the long guy. Was Nordine yeah, the long guy? And Moody's and the more accurate. Like, yeah, because yeah, yeah, they put the more ish. accurate dude in. Right. Because they said they're like this guy's usually just they're more like yeah we're thirty-five. Chip. We're gonna nail it. We're we gonna need nail this right down goal. the middle. Right. And like the other Moody or whatever is the guy who can kick less like chance of making yards. it, but he can kick it a mile. He's yeah. J- he's Janikowski. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Right. And I, w- I was like, you put the wrong one in. Right. Like you're fifty-eight yards away. It's not a chip shot. You gotta like put your big kicker in there, and you put the wrong one in. That's like three points that you missed out that you maybe could have right, gotten could have changed the momentum but right. um i think they played very well second half they played right. well. let, let, me, let me ask you guys let me ask you guys this is my first question on michigan then i want to talk about somebody else for just a quick second before we go all the way um 
thoughts. Let's just put it this way: uh, Ohio State right came out and just beat the crap out of Northwestern, right? <laughs> I mean, that was a disaster. But looking at that game in, in a in a in a vacuum for a second, though, Northwestern had some plays and some opportunities they just missed, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm, and this is a long shot. I don't think it's going to happen. If they beat Ohio State, is it, regardless of what happens the rest of the year, they lose to Notre Dame, whatever. They beat Ohio State somehow, some way. They pull it off. Do you is this season theoretically saved if they beat Ohio State? No. No. Okay. No. Good. That's see, what I was hoping I've, you'd say. No, see, yeah. I've always because some people will say that. I've, some people be like, as long as you beat Ohio State, I don't care. You go well, one and one well, here's, or one and ten. Here's and I guess I'll I'll, I'll yeah. switch and ask you yeah. then. Yeah. I think I've asked you before though. Is would you when you start the season is eleven and one not beating Ohio State or seven and five and beating Ohio State more successful? Right. That's right. that's right. like the big Absolutely. question. That's and everyone's exactly just like, it. I want to beat Ohio State, but I'm like, if you go seven and five and beat Ohio State, great, you're playing you, in the Outback Bowl. I know you're not playing in anything. <laughs> I'd rather go eleven to one and lose because at least right. you lost to the best team in the conference. And right. no doubt. Like, mm-hmm. So like, if you go out and. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to beat you. Ohio State. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. No, it's not happening. No, no, no. I agree. No. It's but just if, more just a hypothetical. But if you still yeah. beat Ohio State and you're ten and two, I'm like, it's a good season. But that, at yeah. that point, if you beat Ohio State, then you're pissed you, that you lost yeah, to Wisconsin. You feel bad that you lost to Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Just lost to Illinois. And I want to talk and, about that in a second. And and yeah. uh, uh, Penn State, you right. should have beat with that catch. So. I think I'd be more mad if that happened. Are you in agreement but, with that? That you, it doesn't matter. I mean, they, they have two losses. Clearly, they're not going anywhere, right? Yeah. There's no college football playoff happening or anything like that. So, I mean, is now your sole focus beating Ohio State? Is it just Michigan State? Like, I don't want to deal with that for a whole year because I think it. Okay. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Down. Okay. Well, well, at the beginning of the season, I'd say I'm fine with losing just to them before going 11-1. But right now, you have no, you have no where you're going. You, it doesn't matter. Just beat Ohio State. I do think, I do out. think halfway through the season, though, if you do have two losses, I think yeah. it does change though. Because I do think, I think beginning of the year, mm-hmm. I think you like 11-1 lose yeah. to Ohio State. It's like if, if that's the outcome that you're going to yeah. get out of yep. the two, mm-hmm. that's the one you choose. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point. I think if you beat Ohio State, I think because you now go, hey, we beat now, Ohio State. now your goal of the season is to beat Ohio State because you can't go anywhere else. Right, right. So yeah, you're gonna go to wherever. Yeah, you're gonna go to whatever and play Florida in whatever bowl game you get because they always yeah. play Florida in every bowl game. Yeah. So yeah, like, Mich- like, and with Michigan State, that at this point it shouldn't even be a rival. Like they're 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 pretty garbage. So you should beat them. It shouldn't I, be like that. Yeah, okay. Real quick question before we go on to this college, this California state law thing, real quick. Thoughts on Wisconsin losing to Illinois? A shocked, B stunned, C knew it was going to happen, or D Lovey Spitz beard is awesome. Can't is it? Can I pick e, all, all the above? Choice? Oh, E all the above. Okay. I was like, can I select more than one? Because I would say E all the above. This is, but real quick though, does this impact their matchup against? Ohio State now though at all or does that make it now where I'm almost like hoping Wisconsin now comes out and beats them because now it throws the whole Big Ten into a wacky situation. Well, I I actually think that Wisconsin almost didn't care about this game because they overlooked it uh-huh. for Ohio Absolutely. State. Absolutely, because you could Absolutely. feel it. they went into halftime at like thirteen to ten and you're like, what is going on? Then they're they, gonna they pull had, away, yeah, right? Because I thought because like Jonathan, they weren't running it; they were like almost trying stuff out mm-hmm. in this game. Like, all right, mm-hmm. we're just gonna throw it around, and if it came to it, we're just gonna run it down their throat. Yeah, and then in the third. Mm-hmm. Fourth quarter, they couldn't, couldn't run it down their throat, and they went, right. yeah. "Oh crap! What are we gonna do now?" Like yeah. they got like you could sense the fourth quarter mm-hmm. of like urge of nervousness that they were like, "If they score again, like oh, what are we gonna we do?" We might not be able to yeah. score, yeah. right? Absolutely. I just thought that was an interesting kind of situation where you go, 
of course, Illinois would be the team. But I do think Wisconsin, Wisconsin has a, right? a good game plan for Ohio State. I do think it's it's going to be a game no, no matter ball, what. Even ball if, possession. Yeah. Ball, because Ohio State's offense right now, I, I, dude, you could put a 12-year-old back there at quarterback right now. Everyone's giving Justin Fields all this credit. Dude, the offensive scheme alone, guys are wide open. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't take a genius to go, oh, he's open. Let me throw him the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I, I'm uh, this Ohio Wisconsin. State's first touchdown of the game. Yeah, I was right. Just sitting yeah. there, yeah. and went, oh, oh there, okay. there you go. Yeah, it's oh, so like, hold on, let me go through all my reads first. He's gonna be open. Let's just see if yeah. I can make a more difficult throw. No, nothing else oh, there. All right, well, I guess I gotta throw this button yeah. for a touchdown. Ridiculous. Okay, let's talk about this California state law for a second here, though, because I want to talk about how the fact that California is the first. Oh, I guess hold on, pause. We went the Lions game live here, folks. So apologize. Another did, field goal. Did we miss the field goal? No, it was false start. So now they're back up to punt. Oh, great. Oh, awesome. that's good. Seems about right. Cool, cool. Great, great, great pause on the show. But this California state law for a second here. Um, California passes a law that's going to allow college athletes to hire agents and to profit off of endorsements starting, I think, and I believe it's 2020. I could be I could be wrong in the year. But this kind of throws a monkey wrench and has done something that I think the NCAA obviously is clearly pissed. But it is the first time that we've seen something like this happen where the state has kind of came in and just said no. Now, I know already this is going to have a massive effect on recruiting, right? Oh, Especially yeah. a lot of – because you can't go one and done, and these kids are like, I need to get to the pros to support my family. This is the only way it's happening. So obviously I think California, UCLA, those kind of teams, UC, USC obviously, going to make going to benefit greatly from recruiting. Yeah. But I want to get your guys' take on what does this mean for – the NCAA as a whole, because I think that what this is going to do is it's going to, uh, it, first off, California is the first state to go. I think more states are going to follow later on. Um, but I also think that what's going to wind up happening is you're going to see more and more states not only join this, but are going to almost go, no, this is happening. And they're going to have to do this in order to maintain competitiveness yeah. Throughout, right? Like I, I'm expecting Alabama to join right up on this, right? Yeah. If they if they lose another national championship, Clemson, those kinds of teams in these states are probably going to go be like, listen, we make a crap ton of money, we need to get this kind of program in there. If you're the NCAA, do you get ahead of it and just go, all right, maybe we have to reform some things, or are you going to fight the good fight until it's just kind of like, all right, I guess I, we kind of. I, I think give they're kind of screwed at this point because yeah. I think everyone's just going to go, okay, so we're going to switch right now, right? And everyone's going to do it, and there's right. going to be no way to go. Right. Uh, like, can we like talk about it first? Mm-hmm. Like, it's good. Everyone's just gonna do it yeah. because you're gonna see this probably this upcoming recruiting class. USC is gonna probably be ranked near the top because mm-hmm. USC is a good school to go to. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. without this rule, now you have this rule. Now you're like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, good luck with that. Right. Um, right. So I think that's gonna benefit mm-hmm. teams like Ohio State are gonna be like, we need this because we're already the number one. So let's get mm-hmm. everyone in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be it's the next probably year or two. Right. Probably everybody's going to have it. Right. And at that point, there's nothing they can they just have to. Kyle, do you think it, it's yeah. about time that this kind of change happens, right? I mean, we lost NCAA video games specifically for this, right? Is, yeah, right. So, do you it's think that? Do you think that this this is this reform that could be potentially upcoming? Do you think it's about time? And it's about time that there's always the argument. Well, they're getting a free education, yada yada yada. But they're making so much money. For these schools, so much money, yeah. right? You mean to tell me right now that when Charles Woodson was in school, they weren't selling number two jerseys without the back of his name on there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows who it is and what the what the purpose yeah. is. Do you think it's about time that they do this, or are you, you know, a negative Nancy on the NCAA side? Negative Nancy. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, I don't think they should be paid because they're getting all this stuff. But I see where it's coming from. I, I understand why it's why it's happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, yeah, it was like you said with the jerseys. Like if mm-hmm. LeBron went to the college, blah blah, right. all his jersey stuff. That's he was kind of like the big big advocator for this. Oh, clearly. But I think I think <laughs> regardless, college, fine. <laughs> I think regardless of whose views are on it, it, it's just a bound to happen thing. Yeah, which is how the generation is. Well, I, and I think it's it's about time. And that's the thing; they're not getting paid to play. That's not that's not what this law yeah. is, right? I think people need to understand that it's not. We're not paying you to come to our school, which, by the way, is happening already. Let's be clear. But just no one likes to talk about it. But it's it's having the ability to go. Hey, listen, we're gonna sell a number one jersey for Justin. Fields and but you don't get any money for that, right? Yeah. Now Justin Fields can go, uh-uh, no, I I want money for that, right? Like you're using my jersey number, insinuating that that's my jersey, and yet I'm not getting paid for it. That's not right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there should be a cut of that going to the player if you are profiting specifically from the player. Now yeah. you know what I mean? Like left tackle, whoever isn't going to get paid because they're not selling a left tackle's jersey. They're not using. But if EA wants to come back out with an NCAA 2021 or whatever the game is, which will be exactly like Madden, but whatever. And then you kind of go in. I hope so. But point being, right, is that you're using the likenesses, you're using the numbers, and saying this person plays left tackle at Michigan or Ohio State or Michigan State. I, I should be compensated for that. If I pull left tackle and you're using my number and I play in that spot, that's me. Yeah. You're saying that's me. You, you can say LT number 76 all you want, but that's me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's what they always – it's always funny to me, right? Like, I remember when, like, the old games where you create a guy in NCAA and your name would actually show up. Everybody yeah. else is just running back one, yes. running back two. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> It kills me. It's just something to think about. It's something that we're going to follow, obviously, because I think it really could change the way recruiting is done. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, it could maybe almost in the meantime could create another power, in especially college football, because you know you have to stay there for so many years, right? Not like basketball, it's one and done, it doesn't matter. But sure. some of these guys just sit there and go, oh, well, I'm gonna get paid. I can get paid if I go to California or I can go to Michigan. I'm not going to Michigan. It's cold there. I'm not getting paid. I can go to USC and I can make money off of my jersey because yeah. I'm a wide receiver and I'm the number one recruit in the country. Sold. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it should be a fun should be a fun time. All right, let's talk last thing here. Let's talk the World Series. We've got the Washington Nationals versus the Houston Astros. Kyle's bummed out. <laughs> Kyle's like, I, have, I, have, I didn't watch a single game. That's okay, oh, Kyle. So That's depressing. okay. It's been good. It's okay. Mike, the, the ALCS has been awesome. Mike, let's talk about let's talk about the elephant in the room for a second there. Max Scherzer playing on the Nationals. Justin Verlander now in another I, World Series with the Astros. Right awesome. I think it's hilarious. They have to, they have to go one on one. They yeah. have to. Oh yeah, for no, sure. Game seven, they'll yeah. up against each other. Yep. Cry right. Well, honestly, though, you don't even know. It could be Verlander. It could be Granky. Could be, I mean, they have a lot of they have a lot of yeah, talent they're, they're, on that. That pitching. Is yeah. All right. So control. let's just go over here. Let's talk about a little bit the irony about how the fact that the Nationals, nice. after getting rid of Bryce Harper, are now in the World Series. Who do you like? Who don't you like? What what's what's your prediction? You watch you watch more baseball, I think, in the past couple weeks than I think I have in four years. So um, I, I'm I'm familiar with what's going on, but give me because you watch oh, these playoffs yeah. in depth, you get really into baseball right when the when the postseason oh, hits. Yeah. Um, I'm a postseason sports. Well, I can't guys. I can't watch all 180 whatever. No games. one can. It's rough. No, so 162. Uh, whatever. Um, Exactly. That's, that's I mean, I don't even watch every NFL game. There's only yeah, I know, 16 right? yeah. on a week. Right, exactly. So, like, so, um, so who who do you got and uh, who wins the MVP? Ooh, that's a good question, actually. Who wins the MVP? Um, 
Uh, I'm gonna go back to that. I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Astros just because I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go Astros. Team. It's I agree with that. Yeah. I think I think when you look at football, it's like when you have like the Patriots or Rams. You're mm-hmm. like. It, it's like the Patriots. The Rams on paper but, look better. Yeah, but yeah, right. But like I'm like, but in this, God, in this Astros, case, the but Astros, Astros are just <laughs> so much better. <laughs> yeah, they you do. got you got their their three, four, five, six, yeah. seven. Jeez, I know. And that starting of, pitching, and starting pitching. You got Cole Digging. in there, who's yep. literally lights out in this whole postseason. Yep. Then you got Verlander, who can't miss any throw mm-hmm. in the entire postseason so far. And um, they're Granky bat- too. Yeah, and Granky, yeah. And his and their bullpen, they can pull anybody out, and they're like, "Okay, so you're gonna close the game for us? Cool. All right, thanks." Um, Tiger's like, "We didn't have that." Tiger's like, "We didn't even have that." We've been wrong. So, yeah, jeez. So, uh, I think all around, I would I wouldn't be shocked in a sports realm mm-hmm. to see the Cinderella story, the Nationals like never right. being there, right? Doing like the get Cubs rid of their biggest like, player ever outside of Strasburg, and, and like, they finally win it. A, yeah. yeah. Um, that would be an awesome story, but if I was like, all right, I'm going to bet right now who wins it, it's going to be Astros, yep. and I'm going to go, uh, I'll go Cole as the MVP, playing through two games, right. and... I know a lot of people would say Altuve just because he won the ALCS MVP, Yeah, so I was he, Well, see. he, if they give it to, uh, so, like, a, one yeah. of the outfield or the batters or whatever, yeah. I'd give it to Altuve, the defenseman, I guess you got. Yeah. But if you're going to give it to a pitcher, I'd probably go Cole because that mm-hmm. probably is going to go through two games mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. And Well, that's um, the thing. It's like you've got so many number one ace players on your rotation. Yeah. It's like, well, who wants to start number one? Who cares? We're winning all three games yeah. anyway. Yeah. It doesn't even exactly. matter. That's, that's where like, the Yankees ran right into Lord. it. It's like, which game can we win? Like, you have to pull one or two out from your aces mm-hmm. just to, you have to beat the other guys. Right. Like, that's what the Nationals are looking at. The Nationals have Scherzer, and then you have... Yeah, Scherzer, Anibal Sanchez. Anibal Sanchez, still I guess. There? Yeah, yeah I he's still there, there. right? Yeah. Um, but like Scherzer's your one ace, so you got maybe two games out of him. But mm-hmm. if he goes up against Cole or Verlander, that's well, that's the thing too. If you get down thing. like a three-one hole, and then you got to pull Scherzer out on short rest to yeah. get him there. Okay, then okay, say you win that three-two. Now who do you go to? Exactly. In game six. And then that's you go where, to game seven. That's where you're Scherzer's screwed. Is those playing. last couple games where you go, crap? We already had to pull Scherzer out twice yeah. to save the series. Now where do we go <laughs> to, to end it? it. Yeah. That I just think it's crazy to me, you know. And, and I think once again we've said this the last couple weeks where you're really gonna start seeing teams really not wanting to invest big money in big free agents because you're looking at these teams like Houston has been very selective in who they traded for. Verlander, huge deal. Granky, huge deal. But very specific pieces that they're going, okay, this is going to put us over the top to get us a championship, but we're not going out in free agency and signing all these guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's extremely interesting. It's extremely, it's fascinating, honestly, because teams like the Phillies who thought, man, we got this. Like, we just signed, you know, Bryce Harper. We're a younger team. We're up and coming. It's going to put us over the top, and we're 500. You know what I mean? So it's it's a crazy kind of turn of events, which, which makes me laugh a little bit because... You know, it's always funny to see the guys who are like, yeah, I got paid, mm-hmm. though, so you know, I'm not that mad about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and then there's the Tigers. We got the first overall pick. Hey, that's that's oh, bonus. Go team? Go, go team, right? Yeah, no? Go we'll get another pitcher. Man, we'll be five years down the road. We'll be talking about, man, so this second rebuild is going to be... Yeah. Honestly, amazing. <laughs> but we hopefully are going to be talking about the Astros in a oh week. Oh, my gosh. About how they're going to win the first three games. Hey, there you go. We did our prediction. I predicted the Astros. That's because you only knew who the Astros were. You know okay. who like four teams are. You know the Yankees, Red Sox, Tigers, Astros, Dodgers. <laughs> Besides Kershaw, name one player. Okay, Pedersen, whatever his name is. Okay, that's fair. That's close enough. The dude with the big beard. I don't know his name. Okay, the big beard. All right, we yeah, got it. All right, let's wrap this show. All yeah, right, that's for the Michigan man, for the Merck Zone. I'm the mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys as always next time.